the Cinematic Sound Radio Top 10. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the experiment. This is the Cinematic Sound Radio Top 10, something I've been thinking about, uh, something that I can do kind of on the side if I just kind of get a bit of inspiration um, to just throw something together quickly, which is what I did on last week's show, then I hope you're going to enjoy this. This will be something that's not going to take away from the weekly program that I already do. Uh, This is just something that if I feel like putting something up on the site, um, then this is pretty easy to do. And what I'm going to present for you, and hopefully this is a way that uh, you can better understand uh, me, what I like, what I love, you get to learn a little bit more about me, my listening habits and whatnot. I also want to make this interactive. Of course, I want to make this interactive. So if this becomes something that you want to hear here at Cinematic Sound Radio, then I'm going to put out a question and uh, or, you know what, suggest whatever top 10 uh, topic that you want me to tackle. And hopefully this is something that I do every week. Who knows? Maybe this is just something I do once or twice and then it just kind of falls along the side, but uh, this is something that's going to hopefully spice up the show a little bit, and uh, don't worry, I'm still concentrating on the uh, regular formatted program, but I thought that this would be interesting and a lot of fun, and just a a way for you to hear some more wonderful film music uh, during the course of the week while I prep the main program. And honestly, I was working on the main show for this week, and I just kind of really didn't want to do it, and I felt like I wanted to do this program instead. It's uh, something that I've actually wanted to do for a while, and it's something that I brought up on episode 10 of the, or something that I discussed with Christopher Coleman. I'm not sure whether it was on the show, but we talked about a playlist that I have which is a smart playlist in iTunes. It's really easy to create. And uh, all I did is put in the parameters, uh, the genre, which of course is a soundtrack. And then I wanted to hear, or I wanted to see the 100 most often played tracks in my collection. And I've had this, uh, this playlist for, for many, many years. And so what we're going to play for you on this very special edition of the inaugural edition of the Cinematic Sound Top 10, we're going to play my 10 most played soundtrack tracks. And actually, we're going to we're going to break the rules a little bit right off the bat because we definitely have a tie uh, for the uh, number uh, nine spot. These four tracks each have 54 plays each, and these four tracks come from three scores. So what we're going to open up the program with is uh, just a, a wonderful cue from a film that didn't get a lot of attention, but um, I know from personal experience that uh, Newfoundlanders actually really enjoyed the movie. My wife is a, a Newfie, and uh, her side of the family actually saw the film and enjoyed it quite a bit. And I've heard some of them even say that the main title from this film, The Shipping News, should be the Provincial Anthem. What we're going to play for you right now is a track called The Shipping News from the 2001 film directed by Lassie Hallstrom and starring Kevin Spacey, Kate Blanchett, and Julianne Moore, who did an absolutely horrible 
Newfoundland accent. One thing that wasn't horrible, though, was the gorgeous score by Christopher Young, one of the best scores of his career. So in our cinematic sound top 10 and tied in at number nine for the most played tracks in my iTunes collection, I played this track 54 times. Here's the shipping news by Christopher Young.
number nine. That was one of four tracks tied in at number nine on the top ten most played tracks in my soundtrack collection. And these four tracks from three films are all tied at 54 plays each. We're not going to play music from another 2001 film, an Academy Award-winning score by Howard Shore from Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. What we're going to play for you is The Breaking of the Fellowship. However, what we're not going to play for you is the Expanded Edition track. We're going to play the one that I fell in love with instantly, and that comes from the single CD release of The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. I actually prefer this arrangement of The Breaking of the Fellowship over the film version. However, both are fantastic. But this cue just uh, left me in tears watching the film, and then it leads wonderfully into Enya's May It Be. Tied in at number nine, The Breaking of the Fellowship, from The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, by Howard Shore.
two cues that are tied for number nine in my most played tracks of all time in my iTunes collection comes from one film and both tracks have been played 54 times it comes from Tron Legacy 2010 film that I adore I think it's fabulous just opened my imagination when I saw it I don't think I gave Daft Punk the benefit of the doubt writing a fabulous score but what they ended up composing with some help of course from joseph trapanese and other people but doesn't matter it's still a fantastic score i don't care how many people work on the score the score by daft punk is one of the best scores written in the new millennium it is superb and the two most played tracks from that album that are two of the most played tracks of all time in my itunes collection is Clue and the Tron Legacy Entitled. We're going to play both of them for you right now. So here is Daft Punk's Tron Legacy Clue and the Tron Legacy Entitles. Both tracks played 54 times in my iTunes collection, tied in at the number nine spot for the most played tracks of all time.
number eight. In at number eight in my countdown of the most played tracks in my iTunes collection, we now are going to play one of four John Williams tracks for you right now. And there might be some surprises and there might not be. I'm going to say that maybe two of them aren't surprises, but two uh, might be. This is probably one of the surprises, which is Anakin's Dark Deeds from Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Released in 2005, the last film of the Star Wars prequel trilogy. Easily the best film of the bunch, but that's not saying much since the film really isn't that great to begin with. John Williams' score is strong, very dramatic, which includes this wonderful cue uh, that builds to an incredible climax, which ends with some incredible fanfare trumpets. Really is a wonderful, splendid, dramatic cue by John Williams, and I like it so much I played it 56 times. This is my number eight most played soundtrack track of all time. John Williams, Anakin's Dark Deeds, Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith.
Number 7 In at number 7 won't surprise many of you, although it might surprise some people to know that this is my most played track from The Empire Strikes Back, and one, it's not the original recording, it's a track from a re-recording, and it's not the Asteroid Field, it's actually the Imperial March from a fantastic re-recording, one of my favorite re-recordings of all time, called the Star Wars Trilogy featuring Varyujan Kojian and the Utah Symphony Orchestra. This was an album released in 1983 and was the first compilation of Star Wars music from all three films on one album. It was first released as an LP and then released as CD through Verez Event Records. So here's a super wonderfully dynamic re-recording of the Imperial March, again featuring Varyujan Kojian conducting the Utah Symphony Orchestra with music by John Williams from an album called The Star Wars Trilogy.
number six. In at number six is a track that shouldn't surprise you. It comes from my favorite score of all time, Raiders of the Lost Ark, released in 1981. And this is John Williams' fantastic end credit cue. Not much more has to be said about it. Of course, we get to hear the wonderful full rendition of John Williams' Indiana Jones theme. And mixed in there is a concert arrangement of his fantastic theme for Marion. So in at number six as the sixth most played track in my iTunes collection. I played it 59 times. This is the original recording of the end credits from Raiders of the Lost Ark by John Williams.
Number five. We're now in our top five of my top 10 most played tracks in my iTunes collection. And yet it's another John Williams score. It's a John Williams action track, but again, it's a track that I don't think you would have thought would have been in my most played, actually the most played John Williams cue I have in my collection. It comes from the 1997 sequel to Jurassic Park called The Lost World Jurassic Park. And the track is Visitor in San Diego. I played this track 62 times. And for the longest time, this was actually my most played track of all time. Not sure what happened, but I still play it quite a bit. And what I love about the piece is it uh, just reminds me of John Williams of old. It follows the, 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 the action to a T. What I love is that in the middle of this piece, John Williams just lets everything go. And what I do like about John Williams' action music is that normally it's not so dense. However, once you start adding in the layers and layers of percussion and the just the sheer size of the orchestra that John Williams used for this score, especially this action track, it's, it's quite an overwhelming piece, but in a good way. It just absolutely, I'm going to say rocks. It's fantastic. It's fun. And... It's obvious that I really, really enjoy this track. It's my number five most played track of all time in my iTunes collection. I've played it 62 times. This is Visitor in San Diego by John Williams from the Lost World Jurassic Park.
Number four. In at number four, to actually these next two tracks are, are, are quite special to me. They, um, I hold them quite closely to my heart. Mainly it is because of my children. And uh, as they were growing up, I used to edit together uh, photo montages of the kids. I first did it with my son. And then, of course, I did another montage um, many years ago. And I haven't really updated it. Of my daughter. And the tracks that I picked are film music tracks, and the significance of both of these tracks is that these are the tracks that I first heard after seeing their ultrasounds. So after going to the doctor and seeing the ultrasound of my of my child in utero, um, this was the first track that um, that played. So the track became associated with them. And this is why I played it quite a bit because. I put these tracks actually on a CD, a CD compilation that I would play for my children when they were just infants, um, but I still play these tracks quite a bit. So in at number four is the track that is dedicated to my daughter. It's called The Relationship Montage, and it comes from a 1999 baseball film called For the Love of the Game, another baseball film starring Kevin Costner, which is actually quite good. It tells the story of an aging pitcher, and it's his last game, full stop, at the famous Yankee Stadium, and he is actually pitching a perfect game. And as he does so, he goes through his life and and the things that uh, got him to that point in his life. The original score was composed by the late Basil Polidurus. This is a wonderful acoustic guitar piano, soft strings, and sometimes there's an electric guitar in there piece. Just it wonderfully reflects the the relationship in the film, but again, very personal for me, as every time I hear it, I think of my daughter. Again, the relationship montage from For the Love of the Game by Basil Polidorus.
Number three. In at number three, again, is another personal choice for me. Uh, this track I've played 76 times, the same amount that I've played the Relationship Montage by Basil Polidors from For the Love of the Game. This track is called Hurley's Handouts from the second season of the television series Lost by Michael Giacchino. And again, after first seeing my son's ultrasound, I got back in the car and I immediately played this track and I had a hard time driving home. I had to stop off at the side of the road because immediately this track, as emotional as it is, actually sings for me, my son's name back to me. And it seems a little weird, but you're going to hear that the theme goes, dun, 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 dun. And I hear the tune saying my son's name, Liam, Liam. And I just absolutely uh, melt when I hear this. So Hurley's Handouts is um, just one of my favorite tracks, again, for personal reasons. And I even emailed uh, Michael Giacchino and asked him for the score copy of this particular track, which he did, and I do have the score um, in frames, uh, five frames of this track, and initially were in my son's room. We hung him above his bed. So Hurley's Handouts to me is an ode to my, to my son, and I really have a hard time not getting emotional when I hear it. So this is a very personal track for me. It's my number three played track of all time. 76 plays according to iTunes. This is Hurley's Handouts from Michael Giacchino's score to the second season of Lost. Thank you. 
number two. In at number two is a fantastic uh, non-film track, but was written for an opening ceremony, the Rugby World Cup opening ceremony in 2003 in Sydney by Christopher Gordon. It's a, it's a wonderful piece of music, a rousing piece of music, one of my favorite pieces of music. features just a fantastic trumpet theme. Uh, Christopher Gordon is an incredible talent. And if you get a chance to hear the entire Rugby World Cup music, including the sensational Colors of Rugby cue, which is just 11 minutes of the most spectacular music that you're going to hear, The variations on this uh, Rugby World Cup theme are splendid. And then he breaks out into this gigantic percussion piece that uh, reminds me of his work in Daybreakers. Uh, It's it's really wonderful. And you can actually hear excerpts of both the Rugby World Cup ceremony music and the colors of rugby by going to Christopher Gordon's website at ChristopherGordon.net and look under the tab events music right now here is the complete rugby world cup opening ceremony theme by christopher gordon which composed in 2003 and in this recording lynn williams conducts the sydney symphony orchestra
So we now made it to number one of my 10 most played tracks in my film music collection. How big is that collection? You want to know? All right. Soundtracks alone? <laughs> there are 4,800 albums, uh, 96,000 tracks. It would take me 109 days to listen to it all. And I bet you there's piles and piles of music that I have yet to play. But when it comes to the number one most played track of all time in my collection, it is Alan Silvestri's still commercially unreleased end credit cue from the 2001 adventure film The Mummy Returns, which of course was the sequel to the 19. 19- 99, The Mummy, which was scored by Jerry Goldsmith. And this end credit cue is absolutely spectacular. This comes from the original soundtrack recording, and if you do want to own a commercial recording of the end credits, uh, there is a version that was recorded by the City of Prague Philharmonic Orchestra off an album called The Fantasy Album, recorded in 2002 from Silver Screen Records. But what we have for you right now is a bit of a treat. This is the original recording that has yet to be commercially made available. It's two and a half glorious minutes of film music, and as I said, it's my most played track of all time. I played it 82 times. Before we get to it, I just want to say thank you very much for listening to this inaugural episode of the Cinematic Sound Top 10. If you like it, let me know. If not, then I'll stop doing it. If you have any suggestions for other Top 10s that you want to hear on the show, please send them my way. This is a really easy show. This is one of the first uh, episodes of Cinematic Sound that I've just actually, I just winged it. Um, And I'm not very good as an ad-libber, so I'm surprised I got through this. But I I thought it was fun, so if you you want to know my... What my top 10 Mikulas Rocha scores are, or what are my top 10 most played love themes, or if you want to hear my favorite main titles, or end title pieces, or anything. Just, you think about it, write me at cinematicsound at yahoo.com, or send me a tweet at Sound Radio. Check me out at Facebook at Cinematic Sound. And, uh, again... Let me know if you enjoy this program. And if you enjoy the program as a whole, then please do me a favor, head to iTunes if that's where you listen to this show. And uh, if you can, leave me a high rating as well as a nice message as well. That really helps me get noticed on iTunes. I mentioned earlier that we are in the new and notable section in the Canadian iTunes Music Store. And it would be nice to uh, get a little bit more exposure in the other stores as well. Again, thanks for listening to this inaugural edition of the Cinematic Sound Radio Top 10. As today, we were listening to my all-time most played tracks. Here's number one, 82 plays from The Mummy Returns from 2001 by Alan Silvestri. This is the end credits. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Take care and happy listening. <laughs>